You're listening to Hakka Dialogue, and for this month in June, we're glad to have Danny Wen, Wen Shikai, as our guest. Danny is a travel expert, radio host, and author. He goes in search of great cuisines all over the world and loves to share his passion towards food. Now, in today's interview, we'll get to know more about him and hear his story. Hi, Danny. Welcome to ICRT's Hakka Dialogue. Hello, Karen. Hello, 大家好大家好，我是温世凯，温世凯。Now you're a best-selling author, best known for your books about travel and food. You've gone all over the world to countries like Thailand, Japan, Korea, and beyond. And you love to celebrate diverse cultures through exploring local cuisine and food. But let's bring it back to your hometown, Xinzhu, Taiwan, where you were born. What are some inspirations or childhood memories you have with food? Especially Hakka food, which you're very familiar with. Okay, for the Hakka food, first you know it's a very simple because、uh, normally it's just simple and uh, uh, let's put it this way, it's very tasty, you know. But for me, as I grow up, I realize that actually the Hakka cuisine. That's the one thing is very important because for us we are more focused on like a seasonal product. So you will see that it's a we don't use like ingredient like a outside basic you know we pretty much like use in a local ingredient something like that yeah so you will find out 很多的客家美食很简单，但是它很好吃。很好吃的原因的重点就在那个季节时间点，还有当地产些什么东西。How fascinating! Thanks for explaining more about Hakka cuisine. Well, I know that food is a very important part of the Hakka culture. Now, could you give me some examples of specific Hakka dishes, or maybe some how food it plays a role in Hakka culture? Hmm. 对客家人来讲 ，you know the most the Hakka family, you know,、uh, for us, you know, it's like a past time generation. We always been taught that it's like a Um, in this season, you have to eat this kind of food. In that, like a festival or particular day time, you have to eat this kind of food. So, as you are the Hakka, you will live with the, this kind of food culture. And maybe it looks just like I mentioned earlier before. It looks like a simple, but you just like followed by the, your like a、uh, family, like a, your. 你的爷爷奶奶他教你说什么季节什么时间的要吃什么就是这样，然后他最后变成了就是你家的文化。我觉得那个 family culture is very important, is very base. Yeah. 然后再来一点，就是他 create 了一个很特别的一个呃，就是的的滋味。It's a that kind of 你知道那种属于你自己家的味道，而且要传下去的味道那种感觉。I totally understand what you mean about having your own sort of home touch and home flavors for foods. Now, I I even heard that Hakka people during farming seasons they would like to prepare snacks which are easily carried, or for example, Hakka people during Chinese New Year they'll have special Hakka、uh, Chinese New Year dishes. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes, it's a, what we call it's called ban. In Hakka, we pronounce it as ban, which is a made from like a sticky rice. In Mandarin, we call it like a、um, let's call it this way. It's pretty much like a yuan gao or like a rice cake or something like that. But actually, it's not. It's like an ingredient is made from sticky rice, but somehow sometimes they will 
uh, mixed with the other kind of the rice together. So for this kind of particular like uh, um, Hakka delicacy, it uh, represents the Hakka culture. Also, like you mentioned that in the early day, you know, in the old time, you know, because it's easy to carry out. So that's why, you know, we like to do that. And I can give you some example. For example, like uh, what we call is a Thai bao. Uh, have you heard about the Thai bao? Thai bao. I haven't. What is that? Okay, this something is very interesting because the outlook may look like a giant dumpling, but uh, when you look at it, you know, you see that because it, uh, the cover is made from the sticky rice, so it, the texture is quite different. And But actually, like what I say that when you eat it, first part, you feel a little bit, a little bit chewy and gooey, but actually when you chew more, you eat the chisha too, you're kind of like non-stop eating it. And also because the inside, they do have a different kind of feeling. So basically, we use a lot of like a horseradish, daigong, this kind of thing, you know, put it inside, make it like a Thai bao. It became like uh, easy to carry out. So in the old time, it's very easy and That is so interesting how they managed to combine the lifestyle with the food and now it's one of favorite Hakko cuisine. I hope I get to try some Thai Bao sometimes. Well, definitely you should come to uh, like uh, Taoyuan, this area, and Xinzhou, this area, and also um, Miaoli. These three different areas, you find the Thai Bao very often. But you know what? It's a, one thing that's very interesting about the Hakka culture. It's like a, people probably think about, oh, when you mention about the Hakka, which means like a, you guys all came from the same background, so you guys are eating the same kind of food. Actually, you know, that's not true. When we talk about the Thai Bao, this one we call it in the Beibu, uh, it's in the northern part of uh, Taiwan. We call it Thai Bao. But when you go to the south, it becomes different kind of pronunciation. They have a different kind of name. It's a Zhu Long Ban, which means it's uh, another Zhu Long Ban. That's another kind. And also, if you have the chance, you might travel to Thailand or Malaysia. You also can find this kind of Thai Bao. And, but the inside the feeling, it became a different thing. They might put the mung bean in the inside. It became like a little bit like a sweet. How fascinating that Thai Bao is all over the world. And even in the south of Taiwan, it's almost a different type of dish. So one more thing, you, you must know, because we were talking about the sticky rice, right? But originally, uh, whatever you mentioned about the Hakka cuisine, they always tell you that the one thing is very basic, and but you must know, must try, it's called ciba, which means it's a ciba. It's very simple. It's just from the sticky rice, you know, but... Uh, when you steam it, and then you just put the outside, wrap it with uh, like uh, a peanut, peanut sauce, that's it. And But it's very simple, but so delicious. Ooh, it sounds so delicious. I love peanut butter, so I can imagine peanut-flavored sticky rice would be delicious. <laughs> so, Danny, if I want to experience the real, authentic Hakka food experience... Could you show me how I can order? Like how, if I went to a Hakka restaurant, how should I order? Or what are some names of classic dishes that I must order if I come to a Hakka restaurant? Okay, that's the two things. The one thing is like, if you want to be like a locals, a Hakka, so definitely I would say that you have to order the chicken. But the chicken, the chicken. is like, yeah, the chicken is like, a, uh, what we call it, a running chicken. 
土鸡，会赛跑的土鸡。土鸡 ，Yeah. So the chicken you find out that because they they do a lot of running, so the muscle is a little bit like a tender. So when you taste it, it's a, it's really good. But specially, you have to deal with a special sauce, what we call jijiang jijiang. This kind of sauce is made from the tangerine, the sour tangerine, and then put with the, like a, a soy sauce together. If you like spicy, you also can do a little bit chili. So the flavor will become so a little bit sourness and sweetness a little bit, and then、uh, spiciness a little bit. Then combine it together, and with the you a chicken together, it's very very delicious. Wow, that sounds so yummy! You're making me hungry already. <laughs> but you know what? But as you know that、uh, in in Taipei, you know, famous like the big city, we do have so many the Hakka restaurant. But if you want to find the tukey, I would say that it's quite difficult. That's another dish you might easy to find. It. It's called Kejia Xiao Chao. It's a symbol. It's a also uh in past ten years, I would say that it's been ready for the number one Hakka dish in the restaurant. Wow! Why would this be the number one Hakka dish? Oh, because first uh the ingredients are very simple. You got uh, like uh, um tofu, gan, qin cai. 还有一点点的三层肉，啊、uh, ，然后你在炒的时候 ，when you fry it, all these ingredients together, and then you just again you put like a soy sauce and also with a little bit, uh, 辣椒，哎 ，and secondly, so 那个气味 ，the smell is quite strong, but it's really really attract, and then it's 你在吃的时候，气味跟吃的味道。还有每一个食材，一个一个出来的层次的 layer， 会让你的嘴巴变得这么简单的菜，为什么会这么的丰富，会的变得这么好吃？这样 ，I can imagine that dish sounds so delicious and also really healthy too. Perfect for my lunch or dinner. So, if I want to learn more about Hakka culture and food, where should I go? Do you have any recommendations of where I can learn more information? When you're in Taipei, every time you might often hear about the MRT. They have the、uh, Hakka, right? Yeah. That what we call the accent is called Sichuan. That kind of accent, majority Hakka people in Taiwan people all use that kind of accent. But in my hometown in Xinzhou, we use another kind. It's called Hailu. Hailu. Yes. You see what the difference? For example,、uh, when you always ask people that you 吃饱了吗四线 the pronunciation 吃饱吗 in 海路 they will become like a 吃饱吗 Oh, it's so different yet so similar <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, so that's right. When you ask me that question, I would definitely because I'm from Xinzhou, I would say please come to my hometown Xinzhou to learn the Hakka and to learn the. Hai Lu, this kind of action. Absolutely. Well, 
now that I have a friend in Shenzhou, I think I ought to go to Shenzhou to learn Hakka. Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, because Shenzhou is a historical town, so we full with the history and also not just like a Hakka culture. Uh, we have surrounding with uh, like uh, uh, indigenous people together, and also nowadays because they had a scientist power there. So now we've got so many newcomers. So it's kind of like a melting pot. And definitely you should come to visit Shenzhou. Absolutely. I really like Shenzhou. I've been there a few times. It reminds me a lot of my hometown in Australia called Canberra. Oh, really? Yeah. Every time I go to Shenzhou, I think of my hometown. So I, I, I do like to visit Shenzhou when I can. And I would love to learn more about Hakka culture and, of course, the... The Shenzhou Hakka accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, Danny, I know you're also a very busy guy. You've got, you know, a lot of books that you're selling. You also are a radio host yourself and a travel expert. Do you have any new plans or promotions that are coming up this year that you'd like to share with us? Oh, thank you very much. Because uh, uh, actually, I just finished one of the documentary. The documentary is uh, the name is talk about the secrets of the Lacanus Selu Trail. It will come out probably like uh, uh, in September on the ASN channel, uh, which is uh, this is a very interesting program because uh, this time uh, one of the photographer Chris, uh, he actually is from the from London, so we both went on this uh, Lacanus uh, Selu Trail. It's uh, in, in Mandarin we call. And this is a trail, and it combining with uh, like uh, Hakka history, and also in the past of what happened with the indigenous people together, and also that's the one thing that's very important is a uh, uh, camphor, and the camphor product in the past, you know, it used to be one of the main product in Taiwan for the output, and nowadays you won't find it that much, but uh, uh, we try to bring back all this history to try to let people understand uh, what happened in the past. And also we used to have, uh, the other thing is called tea. It's a, a tea pot is also very famous. And like I mentioned that the Chris uh, is from the London. He just told me that, hey, you know what? That's uh, called the Oriental Beauty. Have you heard about that? So I was laughing. I said, you know, just come to my hometown because the Oriental Beauty, what we call is a Pong Feng Cha. Which means, you know, it just just from my hometown, Beibu, there. So uh, during this shooting, it was very interesting, you know, perspective because normally I just travel by myself or I use my view to talk about the traveling and the share with the people. But this time I can sit down and also when I go on the trail with the crew, we can talk about, especially here's the photography, I can uh, talk about the right look at the same thing and give me the different kind of perspective. So it's very interesting. Well, congratulations on the documentary. That sounds like a very exciting opportunity. And I'm sure a lot of listeners and myself will be rushing to go see that documentary now that you've explained the historical significance behind it. Where can people check out your documentary or where can they follow your um, your life and your updates? Okay, uh, this this uh, documentary right now is still on the process. We are the, just making it. And I believe that it might come out by... September, and on the ASN channel. On the ASM channel. Okay, fantastic. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And do you have a website or a fan page? Oh yeah, definitely. If you guys, you know, want to know about me or <laughs> about the, this documentary, yeah, you just like uh, on my uh, Facebook, the Danny Wen. It's very easy to find. Danny Wen on Facebook, wonderful. And also, you guys can check out in the ASN, you know, channel there, their own website, official website. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us here at Hakka Dialogue. And it's been our pleasure to have you on ICRT, uh, Danny. And I look forward to hearing more about your documentary. And of course, everybody else, make sure you do follow Danny's Facebook and Look out for that upcoming documentary. And of course, use some of those phrases that we learned to go and order yourself a beautiful Hakka delicious meal. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. So before I go, maybe I can teach you one more Hakka. It's called Shimongi. Shimongi. Shimongi, which means thank you. Shimongi. Oh, that's such a nice phrase. Thank you for teaching me that. Shimongi to you. See you next time. See you. Bye-bye. And thank you so much for tuning into Hakka Dialogue this month, where we interviewed esteemed author, radio host, and travel expert, Danny Wen. Now make sure you tune in again next month at the same time, the last Wednesday of every month, for more tips, tricks, and information about Hakka people and its amazing culture. I'm DJ Caitlin, and I'll see you next time.